bless America. Carter, are you prepared to take the constitutional oath? I am. Would you place your left hand on the Bible and raise your right hand and repeat after me? I, President Carter, 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 President Carter. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. Today me and Matt are going over last week's LSU game. Wasn't uh, the best to talk about, you know, not a lot to say, but we do cover it. This is an LSU podcast, so we cover the LSU game and the bye week ahead, of course. And we also go over the Saints matchup against the Bears last week and then the Bucks coming up. A historic game for Tom Brady, Drew Brees, two of the greatest quarterbacks of our time, you know, maybe ever, with Drew Brees' record-breaking constantly. I mean, they are literally neck and neck for a touchdown record right now. So, you know, two of the greatest quarterbacks going at it here um, this weekend so just getting after it this weekend so um yeah lots to look forward to lots to talk about and with that i'll throw it over to our conversation okay here we are me and matt boy isn't it great to have a bye week matthew I just, I just hope we can win the bye week. <laughs> that's all I'm pulling. That's all I want to care about now. I yeah. just want to win something. Hey, you know what? I think we'll be successful. I think we'll go undefeated this weekend, Matt. Oh, for I'm sure, really, uh, for sure. I think we won't lose a game this weekend. Last week, in the title of this podcast, we posed the question: Does LSU have a defense? And I think we got our answer last Saturday against. Auburn and a not good Bo Nix. Bo Nix is not good, and Bo LSU Nix. LSU made him look like Joe Burrow. Yesterday. Well, and, and another thing weekend. to think about is that Auburn team is not that good either. No, it's not. They beat us forty-eight to eleven. Yeah, and it just shows you how bad South Carolina and how bad Missouri are. Well, how bad South Carolina and uh, <laughs> Vanderbilt are. Vanderbilt, yeah. And I, I hate to say this because I'm a big you know as a I'm a big I'm a loyal fan, but this team is just not good. No. I mean, yeah. I hope I hope they get something figured out quickly, but I mean, at this point like now it's just no, you know, I think that there's a disconnection between the coaches and the players. Yeah. Like if you, if you watch that game at halftime, LSU was it was 21-3, Kate York made a field goal. LSU <laughs> still had a chance. Guess I mean, like I mean, besides the interception and the fumble, like especially still, especially because we've been scoring like 48 points a game or something like that was our yeah. average 45 points a game. It's yeah. like, okay, if we just get on the field, TJ Finley gets the yips out and, you He'll know. He'll come back and – I mean, that's what Clemson did against Boston College with their quarterback and DJ mm-hmm. Ukulele, I they guess. Almost, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah but they and, almost lost that game too. But he yeah, was – that quarterback is ginormous. But anyway, Yeah, but hey, going back, back to LSU. But then the, LSU. the second half, it was just a slaughter. I mean, it was an absolute slaughter. And if you look at the sidelines, some of the players are laughing. I think that there's disconnection between the players and the coaches. Because at this – you look – I mean, I'm just talking bringing this back up, but in 2017 when we lost to Troy, 
you know, leaders like Devin White kind of Devin White became, you know, look, I'm I'm going to stand up, be a leader. Mm-hmm. And he went on top. He's going on top. Probably the best career for an LSU defensive player. Yeah. I mean, he's playing with a great defensive line right now um, over there at the Bucks. So, yeah. But I mean, like yeah. th- this team, I mean, I just I, I was just going to say I just never thought it would, you know, a <laughs> win year from a national championship. And, you know, it's just. Yeah. Definitely one of the. Because you think about the teams that were winning before this, like the Alabamas and the Clemsons, they're consistently Alabama, good. Clemson, Ohio State, they're, yeah. they're consistent. Yeah. I think the, the problem is, you know, LSU lost 14 players to the draft. And, I mean, everyone's going to talk about that and Bo Pelini. But, you know, losing 14 players. And the coaches. I'm going to pull it up. You know, nine of those guys that were drafted were all underclassmen. They could have come back for, you know, there's, they could have come back for senior year, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, of course, you know, when the money's there and all that stuff, you know, it's hard to turn that down oh, and yeah. the season they just had. But, like, I think that LSU, the coaches need to do a better job at convincing players, you know, if if you're you're not there just yet, mm-hmm. come back for one more season, you could be a top five pick. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're just I think there's just too many players that, were you know, got drafted in the later rounds. They have five first-round picks, but – my late round picks that were all underclassmen that mm-hmm. probably could have been top five picks or top ten picks they would have stayed. Yeah, um, I think one thing that's interesting that people keep asking Coach O what he's going to do as far as the coaching, and he's really stuck to like the same kind of things that he was saying at the beginning of the season, where we're just going to simplify the defense. We're not going to try to confuse. They're young players, so yeah. it's understandable. But him. I mean, he can't come out and say, yeah, I'm about to fire the defensive coordinator, but I think a lot of people are unhappy with Bo Pelini <laughs> at oh, this no, point. Oh, no, no, Bo, Bo's doing a great job for LSU's <laughs> defense. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, no, I just, like, for, for me, Bo Pelini, you know, great defensive coordinator in 2005, 2007 for LSU. But exactly, now that was just, over 10 years that ago. That was 10 years ago. He hasn't yeah. been a defensive coordinator since that time. Yeah. And honestly – I mean, and I'm not gonna. Put, I don't put all the blame Bo Pelini, even though he deserves most of the blame. Mm-hmm. But that game, you also look at the players; yeah. they're missing tackles. Yeah, like you know, they're missing t- the players. To me, you know, the DBs are looking around saying, "What coverage were we in?" All that stuff, and yeah, I think that it, there's a lot of blame on the players. I mean, they're young guys; they're young kids. Now, for me, it's it's good that they got th- this experience. I mean, they're probably gonna have. I'm not sure how many more games else was gonna win this season. Mm. But it's good that they're playing younger players, get some experience against tough competition in the SEC. Right. Yeah. So then maybe in two true. year, two years from later, two years from now, <laughs> next year, Matthew, next year, next year. Yeah. Exactly. No, uh, yeah, that is true. I didn't, I didn't think about it that way because yeah. at this point, it's like, what's the point of even playing anymore, man? We got, we have a gauntlet from here on out, pretty much. I mean, yeah. it's tough. We have, we have the, we, I think we have one of the toughest schedules remaining. In the country, yeah, left, yeah, yeah. Especially Alabama. you, you wouldn't coming into the season. You didn't think Arkansas was that good, and they are definitely. I mean, they could have beat Auburn, who just slaughtered us. Well, um, we got Ole Miss, Texas A and M, who's ranked number seven right now, and then a number eight Florida later down the road, and then of yeah. course Bama in a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, Florida, yeah, we we have the, the rest of the schedule. I mean, we expected this, you know, an SEC schedule. Obviously, we didn't expect. Um, how poor LSU would perform. Yeah. But this is definitely a tough schedule going on for the rest of the season. Yeah. So. And, well, another thing to mention, Auburn should be Auburn should be one and four. They should have been one and four. Yeah. Or two and four now. 
because you know against Arkansas, Arkansas and yeah. Ole, and Ole Miss too. Yeah, Auburn should have been going to that game saying, "Oh, we we got to win this." You know, Gus Gus yeah. is on the hot seat. He has to win this. If he doesn't win it, he's out. Yeah. I mean, and the thing for Gus Malzahn, he's always on the hot seat every single season because you have Nick Saban at Alabama and the same exact you know State. Nick Saban. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if if that team's doing good, your team should be doing good too. You I mean you have three victories off of him. But I mean, yeah, I just think that LSU. Um, I think the bye week is good. I know that uh, Miles Brennan still is doubtful. Oh, really? He's, he's still doubtful for Alabama. That was another thing is T.J. Finley. Um, I mean, obviously he had a great showing against South Carolina, but South Carolina being one of the worst uh, teams in the SEC right now, um, it was a good showing for that game, but yeah. he definitely underperformed against Auburn. And then, of course, they brought in Max Johnson to try to yeah. fix things. But well, I mean, um, Ma- Max they, Johnson. It's two freshmen out there. I mean, it's hard to expect these guys. T.J. Yeah. Finley looks good. I mean, he looks – confident but um he's just young i think that's that's the the biggest thing it's hard to it's hard to um get you know an 18 or 19 year old to just throw him into an offense well, against yeah. sec teams well i mean the thing is our, our running game was shut down we never we couldn't run the football at all like um emory john emory only had 21 yards rushing and then Tyrion davis price had zero yards rushing so basically now the pressure goes on T.J. Finley in a tough environment in Auburn. There's no big crowd, but, I mean, you're still in a tough environment. Yeah. And that def- I mean, that defensive line for Auburn yeah. just destroyed that offensive line for LSU. Yeah. I know the fumble, the fumble touch, return touchdown that they had, you know, T.J., I think he all he had to do was cover the ball up and get take the sack. But he, he went straight up with straight the, ball, the ball. Yeah. I think yeah. he was just trying to make a play. Yeah, I think I think that – I mean, I hope this doesn't kill his confidence, but I mean, it just you don't know. Yeah. But Max Johnson, I mean, he, I, when he came in to relieve him, he actually he he was fifteen for twenty four. He had one hundred and twenty seven yards. Yeah, one I mean, touchdown. Yeah, to, uh, to uh, Kayshawn Boutte, mm-hmm. another freshman. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, yeah, I mean, those. I think eventually, once these players like go through the, just get through this season, mm-hmm. come back next year, guys are experienced, no more COVID. No more, you know, SEC all schedule. You can hopefully they're playing against UCLA. You know they'll open up against McNeese. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. Yep. Now, despite the loss, LSU did get a huge victory on the recruiting trail. Oh really? They uh, this weekend on Saturday they got a uh, the top ranked safety in the country from Lafayette Christian and Sage Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um. People thought that everyone was thinking that he was going to go to Alabama, and he, you know, T, uh, Sage Ryan, he's the nephew of uh, Trev Falk, uh, Kevin Falk, I guess he is. I don't know, but uh, LSU greats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, committed to LSU, and then um, another guy uh, from St. Thomas More named Jack Besh, he committed to. Uh, yeah, he committed this weekend. LSU. Too. He was originally yeah. committed to Vanderbilt, but he committed to LSU. Are they seniors? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're both seniors. Jack Jack Beck is a three star, or I think three or four star, and then uh, Sage Ryan's obviously a five star. Five star. Yeah. Nice. Definitely so. need we need probably need him on our defense right now. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hopeful. Uh, to look forward in the future there because this season is not fun to look forward to. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Moving along, staying in college, Clemson barely escaping Boston College with the lack of Trevor Lawrence. The only note I had about this was that this is fantastic for Trevor Lawrence. You have to be elated if you're Trevor Trevor Lawrence right now because that just shows that without you, that this team you're I not mean, screwed, right? The well, no, without Trevor, they did not do very well. Is what I'm trying to say, like. Yeah. They still beat Boston College, but it was not like a seventy point game like normal. So Yeah. But I mean like yeah. those play I mean, yeah, and Clemson, you know, it's something that I, I LSU I'm bringing up LSU again. Mm-hmm. I think that after you win a championship, I thought LSU okay, look, LSU, you know, we got ten years we're gonna be doing recruiting and you know, I think we got the recruiting part down, but the coaching on the field I know I'm bringing up LSU again, but I, I think it's pretty important we can talk about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The coaching is very, very important to me. You can't just plug in a Bo Pelini, change your whole defense, yeah, and tell the you know, four three. Yeah, go go from a thirty four to a four three, to me, and give and plus give him give him the same amount that Dave Aranda got. I mean, when he hasn't been a defensive coordinator in, you know, like years, twelve years or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that really matters. But oh, Pac twelve's coming back. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, this week? Yeah. Oh shoot! Oh, and Maction too. Shoot, yeah, Maction, I forgot about yeah, that. Maction, that was Maction on Wednesday. Night. That was Maction last night, man. That was crazy. That <laughs> started started out with an onside kick. Onside that kick failed. I mean, it looked like the most pitiful onside kick ever. And then there was six missed extra points on the night. All right, moving over to happier days. Saints beat the Chicago Bears in overtime shootout. Just kidding. It was just a field goal that won the game for him. But 26-23, um, the, the Bears came out hot in the uh, first half there, and then they couldn't really find a way to score until the, the fourth quarter they had 10 points. But, um, yeah, the Saints seemed to kind of figure out Nick Foles and the, their offense there towards the end of the game. So Yeah. Um, Surprisingly, the yeah. Bears' offense was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, doing okay. That Bears defense is something else too. The Khalil, uh, Khalil Mack. Khalil yeah. Mack. Look, I'm he's so good. I'm a Bears fan because of Khalil Mack. When <laughs> yeah. he got traded there, I was I was all in. I said, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna his like just you know the Bears are known for defense, and Khalil Mack is the ultimate the defensive Bears. player. Oh yeah, the Bear. Another thing that uh, did you see Wims? Punch, yeah, yeah, yeah. The CJ Gardner Johnson in the face. Yeah, that was incredible. That was I haven't seen anything like that in my entire life. Yeah, CJ Gardner Johnson's quite known for getting punched in the face. Yeah. Michael oh yeah. 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 He's well, and uh, I watched a few breakdowns of it. Basically, um, Gardner Johnson messes with somebody on the other team after every play. Like yeah. After every play, he's going to talk smack, and the play before. The, the play that he got punched in the face, um, he stole Wims's mouthpiece. He just ripped it off his ripped helmet. It, yeah, ripped yeah. it right off, yeah. And then 11 minutes pass, and on the next drive after the first play, Wims goes and punches him in the face, or really kind of like open palm hits him in the face, and Gardner Johnson's like, what in the world? And it's like, boom, just boom, starts boom. wailing on him, yeah. And that's how you know, like, Gardner Johnson knows he won in that situation for sure. I was I was a little worried about this game. Drew Brees um, in Chicago. Yeah. That often ended with snow. And it was cold, cold windy. I, they looked you know, freezing. It, it reminds you of the 2007 NFC Championship game when the Bears beat the Saints. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brees got absolutely 
killed that game. And, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, well, you're in Chicago. You know, let's see what happens. And the way it was really windy. It was really yeah. windy. They, he Brees still had a good game. I think he had 270. 280. Uh, 280 yards. Yeah, 280 yeah, Bree, passing yards. He had 280 passing yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Had a 77.0 quarterback rating. Yeah. And then uh, Nick Foles had a uh, – he had 272 passing yards yeah. with two TDs, one INT. Interception. Got sacked five times. Oh, wow. Yeah, that D- I didn't that realize D- that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Alvin Kamara, he – I mean, he's their only option right now. And besides uh, Jared Cook as well. I mean, he had a touchdown – and um, he he was doing well out there, but Alvin Kamara is just shredding everybody. He has almost a thousand all-purpose yards. I think no, he I, does. I think he does. He does for, right oh, for really? the season. Yeah, yeah. Oh dang! I I he saw that a, he was just under. So, oh, oh, I thought he was. One thing that's interesting about this. Uh, well, before we before we move on to Saints versus Bucks, one last thing: the NFL overtime is so broken. Yes. With the the first of all, the fact that you can end a football game in a tie is just ridiculous. And in a tie, whoever scores first wins, but the other team doesn't get a chance to, with the ball. Like that yeah, doesn't make they, any they sense don't get a chance. Either. And then like in the it, it happened in the playoffs to the NFC Championship. If you kick in the in the regular season, you know if if you kick a field goal in the regular season, then the other team gets a chance to you know to try to you know match that or right beat it. Yeah. In the playoffs. If you kick a field goal, you win the game. And that's what the Rams did in 2018 with the no call, the penalty and all that stuff. Yeah. And then they, the game went in overtime, breeze through the interception, the Rams kicked a field goal, won the game, went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that that's, you know, the I was probably pissed off. Besides the the, <laughs> the no call? Yeah, the no call. I was pissed off about the overtime too because that game probably should have, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that we're not talking about that one though. The thing, the thing is, like whoever wins the coin toss, if you have a good offense, that's basically who wins the game. So it's yeah. up to a coin toss. That's what. It's a coin toss. To to coin toss decides the whole thing. If you give the coin toss, it's like in the okay. Well, I'm an, I'm going off again, but in the 2008 uh, 19 FC Championship game with the Chiefs and Patriots, mm-hmm. pa- it was in Kansas City. Patriots yeah. got the ball. Well, you already you already know who's going to win that yeah, game. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, even even true. if you, even if you would have given it to Mahomes too, because Mahomes, to me, whoever got the coin toss was going to win that game. Right. Yeah. For sure. Speaking of uh, Tom Brady not being in the at the Patriots, the Patriots stink now. What are they two and six right now, or two and five? I, I so. knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> I knew that Cam. You know, he was tearing it up those first couple weeks. They almost was, beat but the Seahawks. He's, just, he's not. His body's giving up on him. He's injured. Also, with the Patriots and Tom Brady. Saints versus Bucks this weekend. Lots of lots Round of news two. for this one. Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are back. They're That's practicing. Good. No, and uh, Marquez Callaway. Yeah, they're two. they're practicing. Breeze has a shoulder thing. He uh, was practicing alone for some of the practice today. Um, today's Thursday, um, November fifth. So um, yeah, but Michael Thomas being back is going to be huge if he's all the way back. Another. Um, little piece to the puzzle though is Antonio Brown coming back into football <laughs> and playing uh, for the Bucks there for Tom Brady. Um, He's actually they, living with Tom Brady too. Oh, know? really? He, he hasn't a uh, he hasn't settled in like settled. Yeah, like got in a Tampa, so he's living with Brady. And, he was he was living with Brady in for the when he was for the Patriots too, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're it's just crazy. trying to get a chemistry for each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean. 
Antonio, he was that one game. He was really good with the Patriots. I mean, he. I think that you know, taking a year off, and you know, I'm I'm not a fan of divas and stuff. What he what he did and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think maybe with a good team around him and stuff, maybe he'll. You know, yeah. I don't know, maybe you know, and and thinking about it. I think it might be at this point the discussion. I mean, you could go on and on. It might be drugs. It might be CTE because he was like a normal, you know, stable guy when he was playing for the Steelers. Um, but when you think about divas that were in the NFL, Neon Dion, prime time. Michael Irvin was, you know, a flamboyant person. Terrell Owens. I, I, okay, well. What I'm saying is, even though he's doing all this stuff, he might end up being like one of the great wide receivers. Well, I mean, of yeah, time, like he like already Irvin. he already is. Yeah, if you I mean if you look yeah, at if you, if you, if Steelers, you, yeah, yeah, if you compare his stats, he was a he went to was a first team All Pro five straight years in a row. Yeah, and I think if you get a Super Bowl, you're definitely up there with Jerry Rice. You may even pass. Well, you may even pass mm. Jerry Rice. I mean, yeah. you got to stats wise, stats yeah. wise, but at Super Bowls, I mean, he has more. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just uh, interesting. We're in the middle of his career, and when you look back on careers like Michael Irvin, you know, it's like okay, he did some wild stuff, but he was also an incredible wide receiver. He was he was the heart and soul of the Dallas Cowboys in the nineties. Yeah. So um, one thing <laughs> that I saw too was Scotty Miller is leading reception yards for the Bucks right now. You'd think it'd be Godwin or uh, Mike Evans, but Scott Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, <laughs> Scotty Miller is Julian is Wes Welker. Julian Edelman two three point mm-hmm. Yeah, da- Danny Amendola. Death taxes and white guys catching balls for Tom Brady. So Saints and Bucks matchup. Bucks are minus four and a half according to ESPN. For the matchup predictors, Saints have a thirty four point eight percent chance to win this game. Um, I think it's going to be close. Tampa Bay is very good. They have Gronkowski. They're just their wide receiver core is just so. Elite Mike and Ed, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, and uh, Scotty Miller, yeah, and Robert Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, and AB. So I think that might be why Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are practicing this week because they have to compete with like one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL right now, and this is a huge game for the division. As well, the Saints beat the Bucks the first time that they played. In week but, one, yeah, yeah, the Bucks are leading the division right now at six and two. So that is um, a pretty big. This is a pretty big game because I, I think the Panthers and the Falcons are pretty much out. Definitely, the Falcons are out of the running. Um, so this is the division leaders right here, and so this this might decide you know playoff yeah. seating down the road. So playoff seating decides who win the who wins the division. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well. I mean, yeah, the, it might not decide it, but it's nah. a huge game. Yeah, it's, it's a huge it, game for the division. A lot, lot of, a lot of implications in this game for sure. Right. Jameis Winston, Winston's old team, you know. Jameis returning mm-hmm. back to Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, the uh, NFC South is weird for old quarterbacks returning to, like Teddy Bridgewater playing the Saints. Also, over the week, Quan Alexander going to oh, the yeah, Saints. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. NFLSU. NFLSU, you know, an LSU guy coming back to playing for the Saints. He's out this week, though, apparently. <laughs> oh. So. Yeah, they traded uh, Kiko Alonso to the yeah. 49ers. Thank God you took Quan Alexander off that team because. That, yeah, that's the, rough. The injury bug in San Francisco right now. 
the yep. COVID, you know, I mean, it's just it's 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 crazy. I've never seen something like that before. All those, I think, all their starters for tonight are, you know, none of them started in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. against the Packers. What's the score for that game? Seven to three right now. It is eight twenty two Central Standard Time. NFC Championship rematch. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forget yeah, yeah, Packers are gonna be. Packers are good this year. Maybe we can we can do a, like a roundup. But um, as far as this game goes, yeah, Quan Alexander he's out against the Bucks. I don't think that's an injury. I think it's just that he's out. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders back. That'll help Breeze. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think the Bucks are a very good football team. I think the Saints are going to play going to have to play very well, especially on defense. For sure, um, yeah. And the offensive line, uh, this is going to be a big game for Breeze, too, because the Buccaneers' defensive line and Damakong Su, Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, JPP. Uh, and Devin White yeah, on the, their defensive. Devin White, line. Levante David. It's stacked, man. A lot of good players. Yeah. All, all over the field. I mean, it's yeah. – This is probably the best Buccaneers team they've had since they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would think it's it's the best. It's probably gonna be the best offense they're gonna have in like ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jameis. Jameis had a pretty good season. Yeah. A couple years ago. I forgot Jameis won the Heisman too. That's pretty wild. That's one of the best college football teams of all time. That 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 whole entire that whole that Florida State team that Jameis Winston played on. Mm -hmm. I think all eleven starters, like in like they're all eleven starters on that team, were all still in the NFL, and they're like some of the best players. Yeah. Just a fact. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I hate making predictions, so I'm not going to make a score yeah, prediction. Uh, <laughs> this I don't, is, this is yeah. tough. Breeze needs to get it together. He needs to pass further than five yards down the field. And uh, they, it's like they make these passes. If, if it's like it'll be third and ten, and he'll pass it to Jared Cook at the seven, bring, yeah. and he, they get down at the nine, so they, get, they miss the, the first down marker by a yard. It happens so much during these same games it seems like like so I mean that'll be a key yeah, the crossing routes and stuff. I, I think Michael Thomas being back will help a lot cuz he was so instrumental last year uh, especially when Teddy Bridgewater had to come in. I mean, he was he's such he, he really is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is up there, but Michael Thomas is right there close second, I think. So and well, now my, you have my, Antonio yeah, my, Brown too. Yeah, well, Michael Thomas honestly he won Offensive Player of the Year last year. Right. You know, made a case to win to go. You know, made a case for him the MVP award. Yeah. As a wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, he was clearly I think he's clearly our best player ever since he got drafted. I knew this kid's going to be you know fantastic for us yeah. coming out of Ohio State. I mean. Yep. So. Uh yeah, speaking of the 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 trade for Quan Alexander, that was pretty much the only trade for the trade deadline that I saw. They yeah, were, I didn't, Will I didn't. Fuller would might have they were talking like the Texans were talking to the Packers about trading Will Fuller, but they ended up not being able to agree not being able to agree on a price for him. So um other than that, I don't I didn't really see anything else, did you, Matt? Yeah, I didn't uh yeah, I haven't seen anything either. Okay. Moving along <laughs> uh, um the rest of the NFL, Steelers beat the Ravens in uh, kind of a sloppy game from what I saw. It was just rainy and wet, and uh, it, it just looked tough to play in there. And, um, I mean, it's a kind of a classic Steelers-Ravens matchup. They The Steelers are the only undefeated team, but they do have, like, the 30th 
ranked strength of schedule. So their schedule yeah. isn't super tough, but the Ravens are a good team. I think either one of those teams could have won that game. So, um, I mean, that was pretty big. But yeah, other than that, oh, Packers just scored again, 13-3 to three, um, for this game here. So Buccaneers beat the Giants on Monday night. That was another interesting game. Um, the Giants almost won that football game. They kind of quit towards the end, but they were leading the Buccaneers by quite a bit um, at some points of that. So, yeah, they were leading going into halftime 14-6 to yeah, against uh, the Buccaneers. Against Tampa Bay. You got news? Breaking news? Got a uh, tornado tor- warning. Got, got, got a uh, tornado warning. In case <laughs> you haven't know, um, in high school, in playing high school football, I had the nickname Tornado. Mm-hmm. For some reasons, I don't know why I was called Tornado. I've tried to figure it out, and I I have a I have a lot of assumptions of why. That's but Coach Cryer out there, Coach Tornado. Cryer. Shout, shout out to Coach Cryer, shout uh, out uh, Coach Pope, Cryer. Pope John Paul II. Mm-hmm. They're playing uh, Venton this week. Oh, there you go. So uh, yeah, good luck, good luck. Um, but yeah, like we we started this. I, you know, if you follow our Instagram page or Twitter, I'll say breaking news about like this story, something like that. But instead of that instead of saying breaking news now, I will now say tornado mm-hmm. warning. Yeah. If it's developing, we'll call it tornado watch. <laughs> and if it's you know, if it's here happening. Like a woge bomb, we're gonna call it tornado warning. Gotcha. So if y'all if y'all like that, uh just let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Well, okay, what is it? What? What is it? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I got a uh, tornado warning. Uh, the Raiders, <laughs> or a tornado. The Raiders uh, were fined five uh, five hundred k. They lose their sixth round pick. Whoa, for, for breaking what? uh COVID vi- uh, COVID protocols. Holy smokes! I mean, that's just cap space, I guess. But golly, yeah, yeah it's it's not. Bad. It, it just popped up my phone, so that's yeah. why. I said, you know, one wait, thing. Wait. Speaking of cap space, is uh, Bill Belichick talking about how cap space is hurting them as far as like players and stuff? They're still paying Antonio Brown and Tom Brady right now, like they're still like on the the uh, payroll there. So interesting. Also, um, the Dolphins coming out beating the Rams pretty good. The Rams aren't awesome. They're five and three. Um, they're they're okay, but the Dolphins coming out with Tua, Tua's, Tua's first, first start. start, yeah. Um, it was I mean that's happen. huge it for happened. him. Yeah, it sucks that Fitz Magic isn't there. Also, the Bengals beating a Titans team that everybody was like, "Holy smokes, the these that, Titans are good." Team that went to the AFC Championship game yeah. last year. I mean that's incredible. We talked about the Bengals' schedule going forward. Um, they have a bye this week, and then next week they're going to the Steelers, which is going to be a loss. But well, I mean, we, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> the Steelers have Dallas this week, so they're still going to be undefeated when they play the Bengals. Um, Bengals, I mean, the, the Steelers are going to be undefeated for so long. But, okay, like we talked about last week, you have the Steelers, you have the football team after that, then the Giants, Well, which the Giants showed some life against the Buccaneers, but you could beat the Giants. The Giants aren't that good. And then you have the Dolphins, which might be a close game. And then the Cowboys, who are atrocious. Then the Steelers again. That's going to be tough. Yeah. And then the Texans and the Ravens. So you might end up winning four or five more games this season. It's not, you know, it's not a complete wash like the LSU season is. But 
you know. I mean, um, LSU still has a shot against Ole Miss, against the Lane yeah, train maybe. But I mean, that is true. That that's. I mean, if we can if we can you know cover if our corners can cover their fast receivers, which hopefully they can. Yeah, I, I hate to talk bad about LSU football. Like, I just I, I, like it hurts. Like for, for some of you guys who are fans, look, I'm. It, 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 I've I, I've been an LSU fan. You know, I mean, long we've been fans longer than you could imagine and stuff and. You know, just seeing twenty four years coming coming from a national champion off of a national championship to just seeing this. I mean, it's just it's 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 hard to watch. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you got COVID and stuff. You got you know you know players leaving, coaches leaving, stuff, and it it took it took a really big toll. It took a really really big toll on that team, for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I just got a little more LSU stuff actually. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I think I've already mentioned this. I was just talking about you know coaches and player coaches and players. They're just divided. It's a divided locker room. There's no leader. There's no true leader on that defense. There's no one that's going to s- step up. And it's just it's it's it, like it's you know you just to me it's just let's just get th- let's just get through the season. It's unreal. Yeah, it is. Like it's so hard to think. It's just you don't even believe what's going on so exactly yeah yeah yep but joe burrow gets a a solid win against a pretty good football team in the titans so i expected the titans to run over the Bengals, but you know joey butt cheeks and um also a big surprise the packers losing to the vikings who the vikings have been atrocious this uh beginning of the season they're two and five now the packers listen to this stat they are 0-7 in their last seven games on the daylight savings time switch. Oh, wow. So when the time changes that weekend, they are 0-7 in their last seven games. I mean, that is like, that's an actual stat you can follow now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that is yeah. something you can bet on. So Another thing about the Vikings-Packers game, how about Dalvin Cook? Oh, yeah. Well, Dal- he had four touchdowns or something yeah, like that? Four, four touchdowns. Cook had a four t- he had thirty carries for one hundred sixty three yards and three mm-hmm. touchdowns actually three so, touchdowns uh, I think he, he may have had a receiving oh and I think he led I think he led the Vikings in receiving too yeah um, also the Bills beating the Patriots they probably haven't beat the Patriots in quite a quite a few years here I'm not sure what the exact stat and usually that, the Bills don't beat the Patriots so that, that doesn't happen and right now they could sweep them and yeah. And it's a new it's a new era in the NFC East, yeah. the AFC East. Yeah, absolutely. It's a new era in the AFC East. Yeah, notable matchups this weekend: Seahawks at Bills, Dolphins at Cardinals, Lions at Vikings. That's a who sucks worse game. Yeah. Bears at Titans, and um, yeah, a lot of other bad teams: Texans at Jaguars, uh, Giants at Washington. A few more bad teams there, and uh, yeah, so. Also a sneaky contender. Oh, never mind. They're four and three. The Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they've had some. They've been playing some good games here uh, lately. They beat the Chiefs, which was like holy smokes. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's finally all coming. It's starting to come together. It's starting to the, come together. The John Gruden experience. Experience. Grinders. Yeah. So Packers leading the 49ers fourteen to three. Um. Yeah, so it could should be a good weekend of NFL football. So, 
And that is our show, everyone. Thank you all for listening once again. We appreciate your time dedicated to us. We appreciate you lending us your ears for this 30 minutes and some change. So hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the bye week for LSU. Great matchup for the Saints. And uh, we'll be getting ready for Bama next week. So thank you all for listening once again. And go Tigers. Now I see.